You can save every day by shopping at Whole Foods Market. Seriously, don't just go for the big sales. Walk the store and see the savings for yourself. In the seafood department, look for the yellow low price sign on Whole Foods Market Responsibly Farm Salmon. This fish is perfect for the grill. Buttery, fatty, yet lean, nice thick fillets. I'm getting hungry just thinking about it, and I know I can get it at a great price. There's so many ways to save at Whole Foods Market. Now you know. Hey, Fidelity. How can I remember to invest every month? With the Fidelity app, you can choose a schedule and set up recurring investments in stocks and ETFs. Oh, that sounds easier than I thought. You got this. Yeah, I do. Now, where did I put my keys? You will find them where you left them. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE SIPC. Hello, friends, and thanks for downloading another weekly episode of the Money Girl podcast. My name is Laura Adams. I'm an award-winning personal finance author who's been hosting this show and publishing books, ebooks, and audiobooks since 2008. Today's show is going to be a good one. It's for you if you use credit cards, you plan to use credit to purchase something like a home or a car, or you just want to save money on many everyday expenses. And I'm thinking that's everyone. I can't really think of anyone that that wouldn't apply to. Plus, I'm going to give you even more benefits that you get when you've got good credit. So this is a show that was inspired by a voicemail question that you'll hear in just a moment. But this is episode number 583, Your Guide to Building Credit Using Credit Cards Responsibly. And I'm glad to have you tuning in today. Hi, Laura Adams. Um, this is Rebecca calling from um, Brooklyn. I just want to let you know I really, really do enjoy um, the Money Girl podcast. I listen to it as much as I can. As a 24-year-old with a new job, um, managing money and is super um, thinking very scary, but your podcast has really helped with um, helping with to ease that kind of confusion and anxiety. Um, the way that you break down the episodes and explain certain concepts have been extremely helpful, and I've been able to share that with my friends as well. So my question for you is, um, is there an episode or um, can you discuss credit cards, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly, especially if you're interested in, you know, investing in um, certain things or renting an apartment for the first time, you know, sometimes they need um, some kind of um, background as far as, like, credit. So can you go into credit some more, you know, explain what that looks like and what are some healthy ways to manage it? All right. Thank you so much for the great podcast and resources you have. Bye. Thanks so much for your question, Rebecca from Brooklyn. I'll answer it by starting with an overview of how the credit scoring system works to make sure that you understand the rules of the credit game. Then I'm going to go into more information about how you can use credit cards responsibly to build and maintain excellent credit for life. And I'll also tell you that much of the information that I'm taking from today's show is from one of my online courses called Build Better Credit. So if that is of interest to you, I encourage you to visit lauradadams.com and check it out. 
So let's get started by talking about the credit system. A lot of people really don't understand how the credit system works, and they may not care until they actually need a credit card or they want to finance a big purchase like a car or a home and maybe they get denied and then think, well, what's going on? And then all of a sudden they realize there's this whole world of credit scoring and they haven't really been tuned into it. You know, I really can't blame people who don't know much about credit because most of us are never taught about credit in high school or in college. So, you know, it's no wonder that many people are struggling to improve their credit. If you don't understand all the components that factor into your credit scores and your credit rights and the various ways to build credit, I would say that you're at a serious disadvantage. So I hope this show will help bring some some of the key issues to light. So let me give you an overview of the system. What happens is information about you gets reported to one or more credit bureaus that maintain the data in your file, and your file is known as your credit report. Then companies who want to understand more about your credit history, they pay the bureaus for your information. So what you need to understand is that credit bureaus don't make lending decisions. They're just the keeper of the data. They maintain your credit file, and their job is to maintain it accurately. But credit reports can be huge. So companies want a very quick way to evaluate you. And so that's why credit scores were designed. They're basically a snapshot of your current credit information. And your credit situation is changing all the time based on what's happening with your credit accounts. Another misunderstanding about credit is that there's just one credit score. A lot of people believe that, and it's definitely not true. Credit scores are calculated from the information in your credit reports, and there are literally hundreds of different credit scoring models in use. So we all actually have many credit scores, not just one. Some credit scores are proprietary systems that lenders create for themselves, and then others are well-known. You may have heard of the FICO score, F-I-C-O. It stands for the Fair Isaac Company that created it. But even FICO offers dozens of different scores. There are newer versions and some just for specific types of products, such as mortgages, credit cards, and auto insurance. FICO also markets different scores that are custom-made for each of the nationwide credit bureaus. And the nationwide credit bureaus are Experian, Equifax, and TransUnion. And all of these different scores are just a little different. They tweak the underlying algorithms for different scores and then roll these products out periodically. So if we want to just talk specifically about the FICO score, it is on a scale that ranges from 300 to 850. So a lot of people believe that, oh my gosh, I have to have an 850 score. Well, more than half the United States population has a FICO score of 700 or higher. Many lenders will use a FICO score of 740 as the cutoff for having excellent credit. So if you're over 740, you're considered excellent. And if you're below 740, you're probably considered, you know, very good. Um, But above 740, in some cases, might be the cutoff for getting the very best rates and terms for a credit product, like a loan or even the best rate on on a credit card. 
But as I mentioned, there's a lot of other scores out there. TransUnion has one that's called TransRisk. That TransRisk score ranges from 300 to 850 as well. And Equifax has a credit score that ranges from 280 to 850. Experian has a score that ranges from 360 to 840. And there's a score that all of the credit bureaus created together called Vantage Score, which ranges from 501 to 990. So you can see that there are some similarities, but no two credit scores are exactly the same. Each credit scoring model or system evaluates you a little differently and gives you different grades, if you will. And some even give you a letter grade instead of a number. So there's a lot of variety out there. And no matter which type or brand of credit score that a company or individual uses to evaluate you, scores are simply a snapshot of your credit information in time. So it's, you know, it's something that's going to change on a daily or monthly basis. Your score that you had last month may not be the same score that you've got this month. They're always going to vary a little. As new information is added to your credit reports and old information gets deleted, your scores are just going to change. The higher your score, the better. Obviously, that means the more trustworthy and responsible that you will appear to potential creditors. So I don't want you to worry about seeing or keeping track of every possible credit score because that would really be impossible to do and it it doesn't matter. So instead of getting caught up in the nuances of different credit scoring models, I want you to focus on the big picture. The big picture is to concentrate on what's in your control and that's improving your financial behavior so that more positive information gets added to your credit reports. And when that happens, you're going to be in good shape. Another important concept to understand about the credit system is that every person has his or her own credit reports and credit scores. In the United States, your credit data is compiled and tracked by your social security number. So that means any resident who qualifies for a social security number can build a credit file in the United States. Your credit information is never merged with someone else's even when you're married. Spouses each have individual credit reports and credit scores, which is why it's so important to build your own credit history. You can't rely on somebody else to build credit for you. If you co-sign a loan or a credit card application with someone else, what happens is both of your credit scores get evaluated in the approval process and both of your credit reports and scores are affected by what happens with that account that you're co-signing. So to sum up, a credit score is simply a number or even a letter that represents a current evaluation of the data in your credit report. Because credit scores are based on your credit reports, it's critical to know what's in those reports. That's why I encourage you to check your credit reports at least once a year, and, and you can do it even more frequently than that. You can check it as frequently as you want using several free credit sites. A couple of my favorites are Credit Karma and Credit Sesame. This Father's Day, the Home Depot has same-day delivery on the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard. The perfecter of the patio and the cleaner of the clippings. 
Let the Home Depot help power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything dad is, find the perfect gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability. Money Girl is sponsored by Claritin. If you're like me, this spring is pretty rough on allergies. Sometimes you just don't even want to go outside. But luckily for those that live with the symptoms of allergies, you can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. It's designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in one pill that relieve your symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. It's a double-action combination of prescription-strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available. It relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy, watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, sinus congestion, and pressure with ease. Claritin D starts working fast, like as little as 30 minutes, and it's non-drowsy relief, so you still make the most of the day. If you're ready to live life as if you don't have allergies, it's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. You can find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. You want to ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Hey, I'm Ruben. My band and I have a new song. I'm also a tow truck driver. When you move over and slow down, you're making sure I get to go home at the end of the day and see my bandmates. When you see flashing lights, remember, they're not just roadside workers. Thank you for moving over and slowing down. All right, so let's talk about how credit cards can help you build credit. Credit cards are really, really powerful tools for doing this when used responsibly. If you don't pay them on time or you rack up high balances, they are going to hurt your credit. They will crush your credit. But if you use them well, they can be the ticket to boosting your credit and boosting it fast. So that's what I want you to think about because most of us are using credit cards. So we need to really understand how to use them to our advantage when it comes to credit. Credit scoring models analyze the total amount of debt that you owe on all your accounts. Additionally, For your revolving accounts, your available credit is a major factor that makes up about a third of your credit scores. So what are revolving accounts? Well, these are the ones that stay open indefinitely, such as credit cards and lines of credit. They don't have a set payoff date or maturity date, and they give you a set credit line to spend. So these are a special type of accounts that credit models look at specifically. And as long as you make monthly minimum payments on time, you can continue to use revolving accounts forever. But you probably know that installment loans work very differently. So a car loan or a mortgage, they're different because they don't have a credit limit and they do come with a payoff date or a set maturity date. When you pay down an installment loan to zero, the account is closed. And the reason I want to define these two different types of accounts is because there's a key formula that's used to calculate your credit scores called your credit utilization ratio. It's important, but it's only used on your revolving accounts. So this ratio is a very simple formula that compares your credit limits to your outstanding balances. This ratio shows how much available credit that you're using. Let me give you an example. 
Let's say you've got a credit card with a balance of $1,000 and you've got a credit limit on that card of $2,000. In this case, your utilization ratio would be 50%. You take $1,000 divided by $2,000 equals 0.5. That means you're using half of your available credit. That's actually a little too high. What you want to do is keep a low utilization, perhaps below 20%. That's optimal for good credit. So by paying down your balance on that card to 400, you could reduce your utilization ratio from 50% down to 20%. So you'd have $400 divided by a $2,000 credit limit would be 0.2 or 20%. That would boost your credit scores. A low utilization ratio is good because it's telling potential lenders and merchants that you're using your credit responsibly. When you've got a high utilization ratio, What that means or what that says to other people about you is that you're maxed out and that you may be even getting close to missing a payment. To maintain the best credit possible, never let your utilization ratio on one card or in general for all your cards exceed 20%, maybe up to 25% at the most. Using credit cards responsibly is critical because your credit utilization typically makes up about a third of your credit score. And this is second only to paying your accounts on time. Your payment history may account for about 35% of your scores. So paying on time is number one. Credit utilization is typically number two. So it's a very high factor in how your scores are evaluated. A common misunderstanding about credit utilization is that it doesn't matter how much you charge on a card as long as you pay off your entire balance by the statement due date each month. Now, while I am a huge, huge advocate of paying off your credit card in full every month so that you stay out of debt in the first place and you avoid all interest charges on a card, it can still hurt your credit if you're charging a lot on the card. Let me explain how this happens. Credit cards report your payment information and your account balance to the credit agencies on a given day each month. This date is typically not the same date as your statement due date. So it doesn't matter whether you pay the balance off in full by the due date because the balance you owe on the reporting day is what's going to show up on your credit report. So even if you always pay off your balance in full, you can still have an outstanding balance on your report and a high utilization ratio. It's just a timing issue. So the key is to keep your balances below 20% to 25% of each card's limit, even if you plan to pay it off right away. Otherwise, a larger than expected balance can appear on your credit report and cause your utilization to go up and your score to go down. If you're someone who uses credit cards responsibly, but you're still charging more than 20% of your available limit each month, one solution is to apply for a credit limit increase using your online account or by calling the card company to request it. For example, if your credit card limit was raised from $2,000 to $4,000 and you owe $1,000 on that card, that increased credit limit would drop your utilization substantially. It would go from a 50% ratio down to 25%, which is much better for your credit scores. 
Another strategy to increase your credit scores is to use multiple credit cards. So you spread out your usage and you never go over 20% of your credit limits. So many people are surprised to hear me say that it's actually good to have multiple credit cards. So it's much better to have two credit cards that each have balances below 20% of your credit limits than to have one card with a 40% utilization ratio. Getting additional credit and spreading out your card balances can improve your credit scores quickly. But again, you've got to use them responsibly. If you've got multiple cards and you just end up maxing them out, they're not going to help you build credit. Also, as I mentioned, remember that your credit scores factor in both your ratio on an individual revolving account as well as on the total of all of your revolving accounts. As I mentioned, if you want to learn a lot more about taking control of your credit and pursuing your financial dreams, I would recommend that you check out my online class, Build Better Credit, the Ultimate Credit Score Repair Guide. It's going to teach you all aspects of building credit from scratch, also how to prepare for a major purchase and to deal with creditors wisely. One aspect of credit that does take a lot of people by surprise is that even if you don't want a credit card or even if you don't want a mortgage, credit affects your finances in many ways. So, you know, if if it's your goal to build credit so you can qualify for a mortgage or another large loan, that's fantastic. Having higher credit scores is definitely going to make sure that you get approved for the best terms and the lowest interest rates. But in addition to cutting interest, your credit is going to affect a lot of other things because many companies and industries use credit to evaluate you, even if they're not giving you a loan or a credit card. So I'm going to give you six ways that credit affects your finances, even when you don't borrow money. The first is employment. Employers in most states have the right to check your credit reports with your permission. Although the credit report available for employers to see is slightly different than the version that a potential lender can see, it can still reveal any financial problems that you might have. Checking your credit is common for certain jobs and industries, such as working in finance or being in upper management, and it's becoming a more widely used practice for all types of job screenings. The idea is that if you've got a poor credit history, you might not be disciplined or responsible when handling money. And I think many employers also feel that if you're going through financial problems, you may have the potential to steal or that you'll be distracted at work due to troubles and, you know, they may not offer you a job. I'm not saying whether that's right or wrong, but that's just the fact. So again, it has to be done with your permission. So they'll give you a a slip to sign to say that that's part of their process for job application reviews. All right, the second way that your credit will affect you is leasing. Most landlords, property managers, and leasing companies check your credit as part of the application process to make sure that you're likely to pay your rent on time. So if you've got poor credit, you're probably going to get turned down to lease, or you may even have to pay a larger security deposit. The third way credit affects you are cell phone contracts. Cell phone companies check your credit when you apply for a new contract, again, to make sure that you're going to pay their bill. So if you've got poor credit, you could be charged higher rates. You might have to pay a higher security deposit, or you may not qualify for top-tier wireless plan offers. 
The fourth way is your utilities. Credit also plays a big role in utilities, such as water, gas, power, and cable. Having poor credit makes these services more difficult to get, and you might have to pay a hefty security deposit or even get someone with good credit to co-sign your application in extreme cases. You may even have to get a letter of guarantee from someone who says they'll pay your utility bill if you don't. The fifth way is auto insurance. Auto insurance is regulated by states, so the rules vary depending on where you live. While no state allows credit to be the only factor in setting auto insurance rates, a few states have banned its use completely, but a majority of states will use it to evaluate the rate that you have to pay for auto insurance. And number six is home insurance. Just like with auto insurance, home insurers also use your credit when setting rates for home insurance, condo insurance, and even renter's insurance. Again, no state allows credit to be the only factor in setting insurance rates. This is not a complete list of all the ways that credit can affect your finances, but I think they're the most common and maybe the most eye-opening. The main point to remember is that when you build credit, not only do you become eligible for credit accounts, but you're going to save money and improve your overall financial life in many ways. Thanks to Rebecca for sending in her voice message. If you would like to send in a message as well, just call us. We're at 302-364-0308. That is the Money Girl line to leave your message. Again, 302-364-0308. And before we go, I'd like to invite you to sign up for my weekly updates. If you would like to get a short email filled with tips, tools, and resources, be sure to sign up. You can find that at lauradadams.com or you can text get updates with no space to the number 33444. And if you're not into email, another great way to stay in touch with me is to follow on Instagram at Laura D. Adams, or join my private Facebook group called Dominate Your Dollars. There are thousands of folks in this group who are doing some amazing things. They're shaping up their financial lives. They're helping other people. It's a really great group of folks who are asking good questions and also giving really good answers, and I'm in there as much as I can. If you'd like to join, just search for Dominate Your Dollars on Facebook or text DOLLARS, D-O-L-L-A-R-S, to that same number, 33444. Money Girl is produced by the audio wizard Steve Rickyberg with editorial support from the lovely Biana Santora. If you've been enjoying the show, please give us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. That's an easy, free way to give back to the show and show your support. You might also like the backlist episodes and show notes available at quickanddirtytips.com. That's all for now. I'll talk to you next week. Until then, here's to living a richer life. This Father's Day, the Home Depot has same-day delivery on the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. Let the Home Depot help power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything dad is, find the perfect gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability.
Hi, I'm Josie. My daughter turns five today. I'm also an Ohio State Highway Patrol trooper. When you move over and slow down, you're making sure I can get home to celebrate with my daughter. When you see flashing lights, remember, they're not just roadside workers. Thank you for moving over and slowing down. 